Hey, welcome to Pastor Ryan. Thanks for checking this station out. This is your weekly podcast where we post on Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays, we walk through a passage or a chapter of the Bible. We pull the truths of God out so we can apply it to our lives. Thursday is This Day in History, 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 uh, where we check out big events, births, deaths that impact the world around us. Hey, don't forget to check back often each week. Like, share, subscribe, love God, love people, make disciples. All right, welcome back to Pastor Ryan. Tonight we have the trifecta that we talked about last week. Dusty is here, and I'm going to let him introduce Whoa, himself uh, here guy. in a few minutes. And this is three questions in under 30 minutes. Tonight's night is Brian's night. Dusty and I do not know the questions in advance. Uh, next don't. time, Dusty will be asking the questions. Again, we don't know these in advance. We talk about life, uh, marriage, family, ministry, ups and downs. Anything is on the table um without naming names but i'm going to start with a couple of verses and then we're going to jump into this brian are you ready i'm ready to go dusty are you ready si senor all right so romans chapter seven the last verse and the first verse of chapter eight say this thanks be to god through jesus christ our lord so then i myself serve the law of god with my mind but my flesh i serve the law of sin there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in christ Jesus. Uh, and so we are humans. We sin, we mess up, but we know that the solution is Jesus and what he's done on the cross. So if you're listening to this and you don't know Jesus personally, I think I speak for all three of us that today can be the day of salvation, right? So no matter what else you listen to in this podcast, Jesus is the solution for all the stuff that we're going through right now. Uh, he's conquered sin and death on the cross. And so place your faith in him, that's what this is all about. It's not just a podcast, just to have fun or videos and, and talking about friends. We all want to push uh, you to Jesus. <laughs> That's it. So, Brian, three questions, 30 minutes or less. Go. Question numero uno, mi amigos. If you could do one thing in ministry that you have not done yet, what would it be? Man, that's tough. Hmm. Dusty, you want to go first or you want to wait? <laughs> that's a good one. Wow. So I would say I would say this. I'm going to kind of build into it. I want, if you allow me to do that, um, I've done a lot of different things in ministry. Um, I've been like associate pastor of this and that. I think the one thing that I would really would like to be a part of, not like as the guy, uh, but I would like to be a part of a plant, maybe like a church mm -hmm. that plants other churches, like maybe to be that central hub of a church that says, hey, we really want to push out the gospel but we do this in other plants not like not like some churches who have like twenty thousand campuses and the main pastor speaks over video over all of them i, th I think that's kind of cheesy uh, in, in a way it works for some people but i would like to be a church that plants other churches that like helps churches start and then like push them off to be autonomous maybe i think that would be my answer for that one that's cool excellent i like that yeah, yeah. dusty I, I yeah i got one it's actually this actually wouldn't be a pastoral role, but um, I, I I thought it would be pretty cool to be like the production person at like a giant church, um, just because I over the you know over the years doing worship ministry, I've learned a lot about like how to set up the sound system, and it'd be really cool if I had like you know Hillsong 
to play, you know, to play with because the guy back there, the band only sounds as good as the guy that's running the soundboard. They could be the best band ever, but if it's not, you know, and it's a real ministry because, man, it's hard to do music. It's hard to do the people and the organization, but it's so easy to just be like, or, you know, like, yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I, that has been on my, my mind. I, actually, when I, before I took the position that I'm at, I was looking at some tech jobs, but I don't think I'm qualified enough to do like a, a church that could afford to pay a full-time person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that's, so. that's kind of cool. Um, I forgot to do the intro. So Brian, you want to answer your own question and then we'll let Dusty intro himself. How about that? Oh, sure. Yeah. So the the one thing that I haven't done is is and I'm going to steal Ryan's because I think that'd be fun to do, you know, is to to be involved um, with with a plant, and you know, and help you know something launch and help something be successful, and then you know document that, write it out so it could be duplicated potentially, you know, and, and something that you could not necessarily you know like franchise like some churches in are areas that have, you know, really large views of themselves that think they have to, you know, do multiple things. Did so shot? Do, they have, do they have high views of themselves? Did you say high views of themselves? No, no, no. Sorry, Ryan, you're going to have to cut that part. <laughs> we, we probably um, can't say that name, but man, you just took a shot what, at like all name? the churches in America, I think. Uh, but No, uh, but I have a high view of scripture. That's what, I don't know. What I think that counts. That counts. That does count. I, I meant that as a joke, really, but, you know, just to be able to, you know, not do such a like a like a cookie cutter format, but have some things set up in place, you know, and here's some things someone asks, how do you do this? Well, here's a way you can do this, but feel free to doctor it however you wish. So, yeah, I think I think it's I think you'd have to be authentic, right? The church that would even uh, do this would go into it, be like, we're not going to plant another us, right? We're going to right, plant absolutely. a church in a community that reaches that community. Like we absolutely. don't, we don't want to, we don't want us to all look alike. Cause that's not what we don't want to franchise. Be. Yeah. yeah. Right. Heaven's not going to be like that. I mean, we should all do whatever we can to share the gospel. That's what it, I mean, that's what it's all about. All right, Dusty. So we should, uh, I want to say something. I get to right. say, you got to say something. Yeah, a rebuttal. Go ahead. You can have a rebuttal. I like that. I, <laughs> I, I like that, that concept of building in to the DNA of your church our goal is never to get larger than X yeah. and we will be raising up people to send out like, and not to do a video feed. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, like, like but that, you got to start off, you have to start off with that in mind and then implement that. So that, that would be fun. And, but it'd be hard. It'd be really yeah, difficult because, th- you know, every five years you'd, you know, lose all the people that you love or whatever. It yeah. Is. I think that's key. Yeah. I think, I think that's big. That's big. I like it. All right. So we mentioned last week, we all three met at boys college. We're all three, a set of twins and there's only one of us. that's good looking. Uh, but dusty, tell us about yourself intro. Give us a little rundown. We gave a little bit last time, but who you are, how you met us fill in the blank, where you working now, that kind of thing. Nice. All right. My name is dusty foster. And, um, I am actually the only, uh, real twin, I believe. Because uh, are you guys both uh, fraternal? Yes. Oh, 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 yeah. So they don't really count. Everybody needs to know that. They don't really count as twins. They're, they're like uh, honorary members of the twin party. So anyway, I am actually an identical twin. 
And um, yeah, so uh, you could be Jamie for all we know. I could be. Yep. And uh, so anyway, Dusty Foster, I am currently pastoring at Harvest Bible Chapel in Woodhull, Illinois, and I've been in ministry for forever. And I've always had these two concentric passions of youth ministry and worship. And so um, in my first position, I was primarily youth and I felt like um, I felt like there was always in the back of my mind, like, how can I use music? And you can always use music in youth ministry. If you're a youth pastor, you do worship with the youth. And so the, the next position I took, it was uh, like a 50-50. I'm one of those and pastors, <laughs> uh, worship and youth. And then um, so this, this position that I'm currently in is, is actually leaning a little bit more towards worship um and a little bit less on youth but still still both love it love both uh i've been enjoying uh getting to focus more of my time on leading worship but um anyway i have wow i should have started with my wife is named uh are we doing we're not doing it i have well did you guys do names anyway i am married uh to my wife uh christy and you can take that out if you need to and i have we have four kids and uh, we have a 13-year-old, 11-year-old, 5-year-old, and 4-year-old. And the 5-year-old's a girl, and everybody else is boys. And I'll say this at the end. We just started the travel baseball thing, and it's nuts. <laughs> There's two teams, and we're never going to be home. So that's me. Nice. I don't know. There you go. Uh, and we didn't mention last week that Dusty is the talkative one, right? He's the one that's going to be carrying us. As we go throughout this podcast, right. so thanks, Dusty, it's for true. joining us. It's true. Um, <laughs> second question. Let me say thanks for you guys <laughs> joining me, <laughs> Brian. Second question for us tonight. The first one was good. I don't know if you're going to top it or not, but go ahead. I probably won't. But what is the one message or the one text or book of the Bible that you've always wanted to preach, and why? And haven't. Or maybe have it, or maybe have. Okay. So one text, passage, or book of Scripture, let's right. say the Bible for everyone that's progressive here. Scripture <laughs> is the Word of God. It's the Bible, right? That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, but, no, that's a cheap shot. Don't don't troll progressives. Um, I think, for me, it's going to be Romans, Hebrews, or Revelation. I've not done a... I've not done a sermon series in any one of those books. I maybe pulled those pa passages out of each one as far as like supplement passages to help me teach through something else. But I've never, I've never, I've never tried to tackle. How about that? Romans, Hebrews or Revelation. I think one of those would be a, a really good challenge to, to preach through. Why? Uh, because Romans is theology thick. We'll say that. It's doctrine 101. Yeah, uh, Hebrews uh, is a lot of reflective of the Old Testament. Um, I really like, I really enjoy, I've really been preaching a lot through the Old Testament lately. And Revelation is just because it's wild and crazy and it sounds like a really cool party that some people want to go to. Uh, but we'll all end up being there if you place your faith in Jesus, right? So that those are my three. What do you got? Nice. So for me... Um, one of the ones and I've already done it and I never really thought about it much until lately, but one of the funnest ones I've ever done is the book of Ezra. And so to teach a book, I, I've done a Bible study and, and I've preached out of it. And to 
to teach from that book, you have the first six chapters, you don't even hear Ezra speak until chapter seven. And so just to, you see the, you see the Israelites coming out of captivity, seeing them, seeing the Holy of Holies again, and all these really cool artifacts that they've heard about growing up, and then actually seeing them presented back to them was just, it kind of like talked about, made you think about like a, a church, like awakening, starting fresh, a new start to, to try to, you know, get it right the second time. So that was cool yeah. for us. I think it's chapter eight where the scrolls are open, right? And like the yeah. great assembly is like a church service. And then he yeah. begins to explain everything from the word of God. The word right. of God is the Bible. It's scripture. <laughs> right. What you got, Dusty? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I echo uh, Hebrews has been on my been on my mind just because um, I remember I remember in in Bible school, voice Bible college, um, <laughs> 08 graduate. Um, I remember we talked about like the um, I don't even know what it is interpreting bridge or something like that. And and like we as uh, in English speaking Americans read the Bible as if it's like was written in English 10 years ago, you know, and so hebrews would really give you that that opportunity to kind of dig into the the jewish the judaism faith of our uh, uh basis of our faith um but i had an i had another one not leviticus hello don't touch that one um uh shoot there was something else anyway i'll be short this time because you were rude wow <laughs> all right so uh that's the your two questions brian I, you said something. Uh... Oh, I got it. It was Axe. It's Axe. You haven't preached through Axe. Where have you been, no. man? That's no, like I, the I don't. I'm a youth That's pastor like and a worship leader. Okay, <laughs> I play games. No, no, man. no, no. I've done. I, I've done little stuff on Axe, but I just like that because that's the church. That's like, okay, here's what we know from the Bible. Now they're doing it. I, oh yeah, I, just yeah, like, yeah. I like that. Like that's just the, the doing it. Like that's Axe modern. Is... What we're still doing. We're still doing what Axe is doing. Yeah, I think Acts is really cool. I think it bridges the gap between biblical times and us today, um, descriptive and prescriptive. Some of it. Uh, so, but I really, I really do like like that one. All right, Brian, your third question. Let's see if it's a doozy. Uh, it's kind of boring, actually. But what do you choose to do when you take relaxation time from ministry? Relaxation time from ministry. Is that being fired? When you? No, it's not being fired. <laughs> When on your on your day off or when you set aside time where you're not thinking about church and things that are going on with that or planning for the next thing, what's one of the things that you like to do just to take, you know, just to relax? Or do you guys not find yourselves doing that as as a as as a third guy in a preaching rotation schedule? It kind of helps me. I, I have the luxury to be able to relax more often. Um, but I, I was just curious if you guys find yourself making time for that. I, I, I think I can answer, uh, unless Dusty's got something right now off the top of your head. I mean, I, I can go. Yeah. If you need, go you ahead. Need yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I seriously, this is going to sound mushy and sentimental, but like right now I was like, this is it. This is it. Like I I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm still sick. I wasn't really prepared for like this tonight but i was like i gotta do this like these are my friends like i missed them and i wanted to be with them because you didn't call me because you got a problem there you go you know <laughs> i'm not i'm not fixing you or trying to fix you you know 
if this is just fun and, and re relaxing. So that so number one, there's that. But then number two for me, since I work with my head and I work with my heart mm. a lot, I like fixing junk. It's literally mowing the lawn and stuff. It's it's. I know it'd be breaking the Sabbath because it's technically work, but um, it's it's just because I use my brains all the time when I can just unwind and do something manual with my hands makes me feel like a man. Yeah, that's I think that's really good. Um, so my situation's similar, but it's different. It's same same but different, right? Uh, so I'm in the Army Reserve. We didn't talk about that last time. Uh, but I deployed in 2019. So for the entire year, I was gone. When I came back in 2020, it was COVID, the Wuhan virus, if you watch the news. And <laughs> I um, didn't want to do anything. I sat on my back porch and just listened to bluegrass, banjo, whatever kind of folky music I could listen to without words, drinking L8, sweet tea, just sit and just listen to music. That's all I did. Uh, but then there was like several projects, planting trees. We planted like a barrel garden. We did a lot of stuff like that. Um, but now that I'm in a prison as a prison chaplain, a youth pastor that preaches on a regular basis um, on Sunday evenings, and you talk to people who are hurting, broken, like Dusty mentioned, a lot, right? Uh, and I think ministry is one of the hardest jobs ever because you don't get to just check the box and go home. Mm -hmm. It's stuff that's on your heart and stuff that's in your mind, right? You don't like walk away from your church right you don't walk away from the people you minister to um and so i think doing stuff like this podcast videos things that you have to be you know consciously doing differently than what you do at church is it, it's kind of tough i don't know that we can i can ever like totally walk away from it or like 100 percent relax but i think doing things to get your mind off of that right not that it's not on your heart anymore or that's not on your heart anymore you're still there but um it's just something that i think it's hard. I don't know. I don't know if that it probably didn't even answer the question, but what do you got, Brad? Um, mine is, and I fail at this a lot more so than I'd like, but just finding the time to actually do it, you know, making the time to do it. You know, I work full time, you know, and, and the family stuff and the church and stuff like that too. So, um, you know, we'll go on vacation or something like that. And I really like to, you know, shut off as best as I can, but it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah, I forgot about vacation. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I've I've done I've read some practical shepherding articles in the past and they all one of the things that they always talk about is trying to find time to to relax. If you have a day off, take that day off, you know, family first and and and, and all those sorts of things. So I, I just thought it was an interesting question just to see and it's but it's interesting the way you guys answered it because it, it just it solidifies the fact that we forget to take time for that. And I think it's important that we try to figure out how and when we can. Yeah. I, I want to bring, I want to bring something up. This is something that I've talked with several people about lately is you hear people say, well, the pastor got Monday through Saturday off and he just works on Sunday <laughs> or just works on Wednesday. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. What would you guys say to that? Like, how would you talk through that with like, say a church member who's like, I would punch him in the throat. Huh? I would punch them in the throat. <laughs> or, I mean, they, like, I mean, there are people that they only see us on Wednesday and Sunday, right? That's all we yeah. really see them throughout the week. And they say, oh, that's their job, Wednesday, Sunday. What else do they really do? Walk us through, both of you. I mean, you've both been in ministry for some time now. Um, walk us through what does it look like, like on a regular basis? Like, we, um, 
a minute or less, what does that look like? How would you, how would you rebut a congregational member that, that says something mm. like that? Hmm. Well, it's hard to, it's hard to explain because they're, they're not in our shoes, but it just never, it never, your brain and your heart never shut off, especially, especially if there's any kind of ministry happening to single moms, um, or troubled teens. It just, it just never goes away. And you're always, if you're not preparing for a sermon, you're, you're thinking about, oh man, they've got a baseball game and I, I haven't been there in a while, you know? So it, it, it pretty much just, it never, it, it never turns off. Yeah. If you are, if you have a, a shepherd's heart, you, you just can't turn that shepherd's heart off. And so, it's not the sitting down and doing like the work of, of writing a sermon. That's the job. That's actually yeah. the small part of the job. <laughs> yeah. It's right. It's the processing through and praying and asking God to help you reach out. So, yeah. What you got, Brian? You got one? Add anything? I think one of the things that you can lovingly do is take that person to scripture and show them what the pastor's first priority always is. And that's his family. And I think so many pastors forget that and struggle big time with that. I know several that do. And so I, I think, you know, just loving them, lovingly taking that person to scripture, you know, walking them through what their first love should always be. Um, can help that person understand when they make statements like that. Cause like you said, they only see us on Wednesdays and Sundays, maybe Sunday nights, uh, you know, ending Sunday night services cause they're unbiblical is a really cool thing you could do. Um, that's a joke. Um, but, um, you know, <laughs> but just, just to lovingly take the person, you know, to scripture about where the pastor's first priority is just to, to, to help them understand why they, why we do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about the pastor that says, I want to take a sabbatical, right? Um, it seems like it's bigger churches that do that, right? Churches that have like a lot of staff, they can allow a pastor or staff member to go on sabbatical. What would that look like for like, say, small rule type church um, that we've all been a part of? What does that look like? Does the pastor get a break? I've seen a pastor work 20, 20 plus years and never take a break right what 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 should a pastor look for in a church or, or like some type of sabbatical i mean what what does it what, what would that look like to you guys uh i have a friend who is a worship leader at church um down in eastern kentucky and uh he has since moved on from that position but one of the things they laid out to him during the interview process and in the hiring process was how many sundays he was required to be there so you know he can only he can only miss a certain number of sundays Morning. <laughs> that's red flag, red flag, red flag. Uh, right 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 yeah, I, I think churches do that because maybe they've been burned yeah. in the past maybe i mean yeah, it's right. just but, part of the job description yeah yeah which I, I just thought it was interesting that they laid that out ahead of time but you know it, it's good to know that ahead of time as well but you know if like i think he calculated out to where he could only I, I i'd have to talk to him to think about it for sure but it was like three a year or something like that and so he had always had to do his three vac- Sundays in a year. I think it was either three or four that he was allowed a year. And so he, he, he whenever he three? worked his, <laughs> <laughs> whenever he worked his vacation, he always had to work it in such a way that he would be back by Sunday. Yeah. If that's, that makes that's sense. That's more so. common than, yeah. more common than, than you guys realize. Yeah. I, I, I think, think, think a lot of churches are like, Hey, 
we love you, brother, but you're only here on Wednesday and Sundays. We need you on many Sundays as you can possibly get, right? That kind of thing. We had a yeah. we had a professor uh, at Boyce College that said, "Be the best looking guy" or something like that, and then show up early and because that's, sure. that's that's your money maker, right? Yeah, <laughs> I I remember that. Show up early yeah. or look good. Show up early and stay late. Yeah, yeah. It was like, hey, you yeah. got to be the best looking guy there. Like you want to dress the part, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and look at us all. We're all on t-shirts. So, Hey, and speaking of stay, speaking of staying, staying rested, he's this individual also said everybody else works a full-time job and then they serve in your ministry. So you should be working a full-time at the church and then adding those hours as well. So you should be working 60 hours a week. Cause that's what they're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's <clears throat> <laughs> I think that's something that will all minister, all pastors, pastoral types, right? You're going to struggle with, um, with how much is too much or how much is too little. I, it, I think it all has to depend on the context of the church, right? What, what's right. the expectation to some degree. And, but then also what's effective, like, how are you going to be effective if you can't even stand up straight? Right. Or if you just can't right. put a sentence together right. because you've worked so hard. Uh, I think I think each person has to know themselves, know the church context that they're in, and then go into an interview and say, "Hey, look, I'm a human. I need some kind of break, right? Every once in a while, right? That kind yeah. of thing." But and I think, hey, I, 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 I think can I follow up on that um, yeah. on the, whatever the last question was? Um, oh, about, about the sabbatical. Yeah. Um, I think there's a really simple, really simple um, uh, testing uh, testing ground. What's the basis of the church? If the basis of the church is love and acceptance and grace, then then when the pastor says, I'm tired and I need a break, if there's a basis and a foundation, of the, if those things are yeah. strong, it's going to be easy. They're going to be like, why didn't you ask earlier? Right. But yeah. if there is a foundation of, you know, uh, teetotaling and how, you know, you know how much money we're paying this guy? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know what I mean? There's a rigidity and high expectations for, uh, I, I don't even know. Like, there's just a, bound, a, a foundation of grace and love that that will, you know. So if you, if you are a pastor, you need to start working on that now. And if you see um, legalism and and nitpicking in one area of the church is going to be in all the areas of the church and you're going to have to deal with that church-wide in order for the sabbatical to work or it just won't work it'll be a bad situation actually unless you have those things in place that's a really good thought dusty if 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 we go throughout you know ministry without a laying a foundation or expectations maybe from the pastor to the church and church to the pastor right i think in long term that could be harmful for both right that's it's never going to work either the pastor is going to get burnt out because he didn't set that expectation up front or the church is going to be like, why do we pay this guy so much if he just wants to, you know, take a break all the time, that kind of thing. You got any, any thoughts on that, Brian, before we move on to this, the, the closing? I think, I think you said it best by laying out expectations. You know, if you want to be in the position in the church long-term and, and really show dedication to them, that I think if they're willing to lay out their expectations, you ought to be given the opportunity to lay out yours to see if it's going to match, to see if it meshes well. And if it doesn't, then you might have to have a conversation about how do we make this work? Is this a, 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 a deal breaker? You know, just, just being open and honest and transparent in the conversations and let them know what you want. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's easy to do that up front before you get hired, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't don't be like going to the search committee, like or personnel committee, whoever it is, mid you know ministry. Like you're like two or year two three years in, you're like, hey, let's uh, rehash why you hired me, that kind of thing. I, I think that would be bad for everybody. Right. But unless unless you have a situation, let's say you you had a health scare or something like that, or high anxiety and something related to that health wise, and then you needed to go back to the personnel committee and say, hey. Can we reevaluate my roles and responsibilities? Do we need to bring in an intern? You know, something like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I think early, I think early on in ministry, you're, uh, you're like, what? You're willing to pay me to do this? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't care. I get and paid the longer, to do this. Yeah, yeah. And then the longer you're doing this, hopefully you haven't had a lot of transitions, but you're actually interviewing the church fifty percent, and they're interviewing you fifty percent, and. Um, and so the way you stay in ministry long is to get in those things. Out, Ooh, I think, I think that's a, no. yeah, I think that's an episode in the making down the road. Like what mm -hmm. should I look for if I'm looking for an, a, a, like my first position in a church? I think, I think that's, this is good. I'm going to write this stuff down. Uh, but no, that's, I think that would be a really cool informational for anybody looking to get into ministry. Maybe what is calling? What does it look like to do an interview? That kind of thing. I think we can do that for sure. Dusty, you are on the hook for next time we gather. Uh, three I questions. You don't tell us. We don't have any kind of knowledge of, of what the questions are about. Uh, I want to give Brian a, a round of applause for, uh, for the three Good questions job. this week. All right, so this wraps it up. We're three minutes under 30 minutes. Closing statements. Brian, you go first. My recommendation to anyone getting in ministry is find friends that you can be yourself with. Friends that will, you know, you can count on friends that will keep you accountable and friends that, you know, just will let you let your hair down every now and then if you need to, just to be honest and open and, and share your frustrations and concerns and just do podcast with. So, yeah. Nice. Dusty. All right. I'm going to talk about coronavirus and the mask for a second. I'm just going there. Okay. So. I work on my car and I go to O'Reilly's Auto Parts and they are the only store I've seen that has a sign that says masks not required. The only store I've seen. And so none of the employees have them. And um, I've had I've had through COVID. It sucks. Um, and it hit me a lot harder than other people. But anyway, um, speaking of the foundation of love and grace and all that stuff, I was like, praise the Lord, I don't have to wear the mask. But when, but my in my mind the whole time I love people, and I want people to know that I care for them and I'm concerned. So I had my mask with me, and when I saw somebody else in the store, I put the mask on because of them, because I love and care for them, not because of the CDC, and not because of the World Health Organization, because I love people and I want them to know that I care and that I'm concerned for them. So. It's not about the mask, people. The mask doesn't matter. It's about just caring for people and being concerned. And when you put a mask on for some people, it might help them feel comfortable. So wear the mask, even if you think it's dumb. Put the mask on because you love people and you want them to feel comfortable. And uh, yeah, there's a foundation of grace and love and acceptance there that you have an opportunity to minister to people in a small little gesture like that. Yep, you guys can argue. Go ahead. Yeah. No, uh, my closing statement is going to be the same thing. Uh, I love you guys. We haven't really been able to hang out over the last 
17, 18 years, uh, as much as we did at the start of this back at Boyce College of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary dot edu. Um, but so it's this is really cool. Um, and I can't wait to continue to do this and to help other people. As always, love God, love people, make disciples.